You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast, engaging conversations about authentic faith, brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. Hello there, my name is Carol. And I'm Kelly. Hey, I'm Trisha. And we are so glad you've joined us around the table today Mm. for this Girl Talk Podcast. Let me paint a picture for you. You walk into a room full of women and you feel so alone. It has happened to us all at one time or the other. And today we're going to address that very topic, loneliness, how to get past it, how to overcome it, and most most, most importantly, how to raise your hand and say, hey, I need help getting out. Because I think that's one of the most important. So why do we, why do you think we feel lonely? I think loneliness has um has taken on a new level in the past year with mm-hmm. the pandemic. Right. Yes. Yep. I think fear plays a big role in loneliness. Yeah. Just okay. in general. I mean, and I think fear too, fear in the last year of catching something or giving something mm. to somebody else. But then you've got the insecurity. Of, right. Like you said, walking into a room and either not knowing anybody or maybe knowing everybody and feeling maybe they won't like me or yeah. maybe they won't want to hear what I have to say or there's not a connection. We've lost some of our social skills over this past. Sure. Mm. We've lost some of our social security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't that sound funny? Yeah. But I'm, I'm not talking about the government social security. <laughs> I'm talking about the security we have in social situations. Yeah. I believe we've lost some of that. Right. I'm thinking especially church. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. My kids mm-hmm. have had a lot of anxiety returning to church because they don't feel like they know who's going to be there yeah and they haven't had a lot of interaction with them and so they're struggling to kind of make those connections and I have had that very same thing too returning to church and returning to social situations there's there's insecurity there do I remember how to do this I mean we've laughed about it but it's it's actually true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I I remember (laughs) we did our first event here at the radio station and and I was hugging everybody. I mean, like people were like, "Oh wow," because <laughs> I'm a lot. But you're, but you're, you're very. Are you? You're secure in yourself in a social situation, right? I mean, or or um, what? Be honest. I yeah, I guess I am. I uh, but I think it's probably part of all that performance thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable, so I'm gonna go up and hug you, so uh-huh. just totally take down the barrier at the beginning. Um, and if you bristle at that, you probably want to stay about a half a mile away from me because <laughs> I will find you. you know, I will find I you and hug people you. at my church and they're like, they see me coming, they run from me. They I, do I, not. They, they do. They line up for hugs. No, there's two or three that completely run the other way. And that's okay. <laughs> and maybe I know you that should now. stop hugging those people. No, I will not. <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> right. I will Boundaries. I will. So I think we've all determined I am why people have social anxiety. <laughs> very well You know, so one funny. of the other things I think about why we experience loneliness is that we don't have those deep connections, mm. connections. like we're supposed yeah. to have. You know, yeah. and that was one of the things that got us through COVID, you know, significantly was having those two or three other families that we were willing to be um, to quarantine with or isolate with or whatever the language was we were using at the time. <laughs> um, and those deep connections is what kept us from feeling lonely as a family. But in so many churches today, even we don't have models set up where you can create those kinds of deep mm. connections with other people and go deep with them. Do you think that's a, a vulnerability thing? Is that like, if you know all my junk, you won't, you won't necessarily like me or. 
judge I, you will yes, judge me. And I think it's a trust thing. It's a See, can I trust you it's a weirdest to thing. hold me and my story in confidence and love me, you know, know see me, hear yeah. me, know me and love me despite all the junk that I carry. See, that's the weirdest thing for me because I have y'all know <laughs> I have major trust issues, but and y'all know one of my closest friends in the whole wide world, uh she the first time we ever met together for coffee, somebody suggested that we do that because she and her husband were leading a singles group at the time. So we met for coffee and I like told her much more than you should ever tell anyone in one sitting. Like it was oversharing. Friends today, it yeah. was oversharing yeah. on crack, right? But um, and and I was like, the fact that she didn't like change her phone number and move mm-hmm. to another city, mm-hmm. um, because because I think you, you can you can run two opposites of the spectrum. You tell everything because you secretly hope they reject you, so that all of that is correct. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all everything that people you share, away, yeah, before it, right before they push you have you a away. chance to get. You're looking hurt. for validation yeah. of your thoughts, that right. You already have, right? Or you don't share anything at all. Yeah, yeah. There's two opposite ends of the spectrum. I tend to yeah. be an oversharer. Did but. you overshare with her? Let's. I'm using your verbiage. I don't yeah. think you did, but did you do that because you were lonely? Oh, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was just, it was a couple different things, but. Um, I I was in that place where I wasn't connecting with very many people at all during that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And um to say I I was lonely was probably putting it mildly. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot going on in my life and so it was was some other things as well, but um but I I'm one of those people who can just puts it all out there on the table and I I want you to say, "Oh yeah, I see why." all this has happened because Mm. you've brought it on yourself. You know, I want people to say that so that I'm not like wrong. (laughs) Is that weird or what? No, I I think a lot of us have, have that same feeling and we're scared to trust. We're scared to connect. We're Mm -hmm. scared. The person's going to reject us. And if we go ahead and get it over with before we become close to them, it hurts less. But you said something really important. And I think this is true when we are in that, in that, difficult season we either tell too much or we tell too little and we and we're looking for we're we're doing that same thing it's like you vacillate between those because isolation is is forced loneliness mm-hmm. and oversharing is pushing away loneliness yeah. and so it, there, it's all a sense of not feeling connected and i think we all are looking for connection mm-hmm. with other people and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm going to say what I think we all know, which is the connection that can really heal us is the connection with God. Mm-hmm. Even in the middle of those terrible times. Quick reflection back when my mom died. She was someone I would have called mm. at a difficult time. Yeah. She was someone I would have called at a happy time. She was someone I would have called when I felt lonely. She was someone I would have called and shared what was on my heart. Well, that was taken away the ability to call her. And I remember reading in a Bible study, and I found this to be true. When the person you love has been taken away, and that may be through a relationship ending or it may be through a, a passing away, when that person is taken away and you have all of those desires to connect and you can't do it vertically, do it to God. God will be there. when you Tell him mm. what you want her to know. So for me, every time I wanted to call mom and say, 
mom, this happened and, and I don't know what to do about it. I, I'm taking it to God. I'm going, okay, mm, God, I don't have mom. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you with this. And, and he's always there. Yeah. And I will say he is always there. Doesn't feel the same, mm-hmm. but, but the peace is there. Right. Isn't that the beautiful picture of the Garden of Eden mm. where God walked with Adam and Eve through mm-hmm. the garden and he walked with them hand in hand. And if we can remember that because we have the Holy Spirit, we actually get that now mm. that he's walking with us through our Garden of Eden and what we've destroyed, you know. Um, and and see, here's the thing. Yeah. This is this has always bugged me. And so I'm going to get a little bit on a soapbox, I guess. But this has always bugged me because. What we will do is we will isolate ourselves from God when somebody in the church hurts us. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So yeah. what I want you to hear is if you have been hurt by church, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But do not miss Jesus because someone has hurt your feelings. Because what you just said, what you two both just shared, you know, there nothing replaces that. And even... Jesus understands what it's like to be betrayed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. By those who were closest yes. to him. If anybody understands betrayal, right. it's Jesus. Yes. But what we do, I think, as women, is when we get hurt by church, we say, I'm not going to church anymore, anywhere. And we completely isolate ourselves from God. And, and we, we cut that relationship off because it happened at church. Right. And if God let that happen, then why would I trust in a God like that? Well, and we are flawed people. Sure. We're all sinful, broken people that make mistakes. And yes, I know yeah. that we have probably all hurt other sure. people and not even realized that we've hurt them mm-hmm. in the church. And But God never does that. Right. God is perfect. Jesus was the only man who ever walked this earth who was 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. And we can trust him. Yeah. When we can't trust each other. So that was my little soapbox yeah, moment. Don't miss Jesus because somebody hurt you. Because that's that's the t- that's totally what the enemy wants. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He loves that. It's like, let's just, you know, let's ditch the whole thing because your feelings got hurt because, you know, they moved the flower on the front table. Well, and again, I think getting back to uh, one of the best ways to combat loneliness in addition to giving Jesus your all is to find some of those other really godly girlfriends mm-hmm. who you can mess up with, who you can accidentally hurt, who will forgive you, who you can you can heal together, you can forgive each other together, and you can be vulnerable and authentic with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how to do that because um, I admire your ability to connect socially. I do. I hear you having good friends at church and having friends and having a community and a small group. And I haven't always been able to find that. And I admire how you do that. And so maybe share a little bit about how someone might do that because it's it's not always easy to do. Yeah. You know, one of the things I did one time was find when we first started going to the church we go to now, um, we had a really difficult time making friends. Really? Really difficult time. Um, it's a church that has been, there's a lot of people who've been there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for new people to necessarily find their place. Kind of break so in. I kind of looked around and went, who are the other people that don't seem to be making their places? <laughs> uh-huh. And I had lunch at my house. And I said, okay, all of you misfits, for lack uh-huh. of a better word. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, good you godly didn't call them that, women. did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we would probably, lunch at 2.30. Right, we would probably <laughs> call ourselves that today. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we all got together and had lunch and it was a beautiful time of just saying, this is the garbage I'm dealing with. This is where I'm broken. And it started with the brokenness of, I don't feel like I fit anywhere Mm. that I've been going here to this church for 10 years or seven years, maybe at the time. And I don't really feel like I've got a good girlfriend that I can Mm. just be honest with. Hmm. And so from that, um, some of that, we got to be much closer as women. And then some of them started becoming even more, you know, close. And now I think everybody in that group has somebody, at least one other person that they can call a really strong girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so it started with you went to church and you looked around and you took a chance by inviting some folks. And then here was the big thing that stood out for what you just said. You were vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to talk about what was the struggle in your life. And that way, everybody else felt comfortable enough to share the struggles in their life. And that's how connections are made. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The other, one of the other things that we did, um, and I did at church that was transformational is that um, I joined a small group of people who uh, were studying the same thing together. So a Bible study, it was a discipleship group. But the um, five of us, six of us, went very deep in conversations mm-hmm. with a guided curriculum. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, we weren't necessarily friends before we started the mm-hmm. group. But afterwards, we spent three years together studying the same thing wow. in the same curriculum, made a mm-hmm. commitment to three years at the beginning, a commitment of three years to the curriculum and to each other and to being vulnerable with each other. And it it, it made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Those women are some of the closest people in my life now wow. because we um, ag- agreed to be vulnerable with each other and agreed to make a long-term commitment mm. to doing that. Yeah. But it starts with taking a step. Mm-hmm. Starts with taking a step. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and looking around and seeing who you might uh, want to get to know better. And that is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. But... I would say that heart, that step is not as hard as the loneliness mm-hmm. that you feel if you just continue to do what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like that one step could make yeah. all the difference. And, it, you know, here's the thing. It, it may take a couple of interactions, a couple of lunches, a couple of coffee dates. It may mm-hmm. take a, a I, don't, I was about to say a gaggle of conversations, but I don't even know if that's a thing. A gaggle <laughs> sure, of why not? Right. Anyway, it may gaggle take a lot. <laughs> lots of miles of your tenor, tennis shoes to walk yes. around your neighborhood. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like walks. It, yeah. yeah, and so whatever it is, find, con- you know, it may be the people that play in Little League with your kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have, have to happen at church. If there are other believers around, you know, you don't want to, uh, you d- definitely want to reach out to people, but it, what we're talking about here is loneliness sp- specifically in the church and in Christian circles. And I think the other thing, too, that we need to speak to is that we've got to start being a safe place. Absolutely. Yeah. Women, uh, and I know I'm painting with a big old broad brush, and so forgive me for doing that, but I just will say that in in the South, women have a reputation of sharing what they're told. And that is where we get these trust issues from. Oh, sharing what they're told, like gossiping. Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. That has, you know, and they, you can paint yeah. it any way you want to right. paint it. Say it's a prayer request or, you know, however we can make uh-huh. fun of it that way. But it's true. And so we've got to create a safe space. And so I always think to myself, if I was sharing this with, 
if, if the tables were turned and this is what I was sharing with another person, would I want them mm-hmm. to share that? And, and that has given me a great perspective. Yeah. I don't have trouble with that anyway because I'm getting to the point where I forget what you told me. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, we all have those, those situations where um, the temptation is to tell what was shared and to, to share that. And, and we have got to, as women, say enough is enough, draw a line in the sand and say it stops right here and start cheering for each other instead of gossiping about each other. And along with that, being honest about what's really going on, because I thought for a second you meant painting like a perfect picture, you know, the whole like, oh, everything's going great. Um, You never connect that way. Yeah. You never will connect when you're pretending. And nobody grows that way either, by the way. Nobody grows. Yeah. That way. Yep. Absolutely. So it's 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 not the it's being a safe place with regard to the gossip, but it's also being a, a, a safe place to share because vulnerability exists and honesty exists. Loneliness might feel comfortable, but that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not good. You know, you, you said it a minute ago. The hard from taking a step is hard, mm-hmm. but it's better than that comfortable, sad loneliness. Mm-hmm. And we were designed to be to live in community. Yes. Okay, can I say one more thing, and then I promise Please. I'll stop. Please, because I, I, I know my personality, and I know a lot of people who have very big personalities, and you would think they have more friends than than anybody in the world, but what they do is they instead perform and they're friends with a lot of people but they don't have deep connection Mm -hmm. with people and so just because you go to the bible studies and you show up at all the events and you have that does not necessarily mean that you're connecting on a deep level because here's what will happen is that you will eventually work yourself back into loneliness because when you can't perform you'll just go away Mm -hmm. so i'm saying that for two reasons one reason is if you're doing that stop it Number two is, if you have somebody who's disappeared from your group, it may be because they can't pretend anymore. Mm -hmm. That may be even more reason for you to reach out to them and to connect with them on a deeper level. Because um, I've seen it happen in my own life. I've seen it happen to people I love. They just can't keep it up. And so they disappear. And that is a uh, like a light bulb moment for somebody to go after them who feels a connection, who has something in common with them, to, to say, huh. Well, why, why, why'd you stop coming? Why, yeah. you know, why haven't we seen you? You know, cause that oftentimes is what they're And that's doing. an important you thing matter. for us to do as Christian women is yeah. to pursue other Christian women, especially those ones that look like they've disappeared. Yeah. Yep. Because they need to know they matter and they, matter. And they need to know they do that, matter. that people miss them when they not, when yeah. they aren't there. Yep. Cause most of us disappear from groups where we feel like we don't matter. Sure. I'll stop going. I don't matter. No. You know, that's why we do it. So uh, I hope that this has been a helpful discussion. I feel like I've brought up a lot of junk t- today. Maybe it was just a therapy session for me. I don't know. Good. We're <laughs> digging in. I we, like it. We want you to be connected. Yeah. We don't yeah. want you to be lonely. There is no reason for you to live in, in the pit of loneliness. Can I call it that? Sure. Um, we want you connected because here's the thing. When you understand how loved you are by God mm. and you connect in a healthy community, you are going to be able to pour out and serve as never before with the gifts that God has given you. And that's the steps that you get there. You Mm -hmm. understand how loved you are in Christ. Then you connect with the community. 
and then you find ways to serve. That's that's how it was designed to work. And so that's what we want for you. And if you have questions, comments, anything that you'd like to to tell us, we would always welcome your email. You can email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org. You can connect with us on the Facebook page. Got a public Facebook page now where you can share the podcast. Make sure you like that. And uh, we would just love to hear your feedback on this. I've enjoyed this this conversation. Great. Yeah. And we also want to say thanks to our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee for sponsoring this season of the Girl Talk podcast. And we'll see you next time we gather right here around these microphones for <laughs> the next Girl Talk podcast. <laughs>